You're listening to the Quince podcast. Virat Kohli called it a bigger achievement than winning the World Cup. Yes, the 2018-19 Border Gavaskar Test Series win over Australia ranks that high for the Indian cricket captain and now he and his Indian team are in Australia having shared the spoils in the T20 and ODI series and it's time to start the big one the four match border gavaskar series Steve Smith is back this time David Warner will return later Tim Payne is still Australian captain and after starting his team India career as an opener on the last trip down under Mayank Agarwal was the only show in for the opening spot on 17th December So now that you know just how important this series really is, let's take you through everything else you may want to catch up on before you tune in on Thursday morning 9am for that big toss. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you and I am Menra Dorji. And of course the biggest of the news is the Indian playing 11 that was announced on the eve of the match. Prithvi Shaw has got the nod for the second opener spot ahead of KL Rahul and Shubman Gill and even for the wicketkeeper spot India have gone with a safe bet playing Ridhiman Saha ahead of Rishabh Pant. Now the Shaw call has on expected lines got divided reactions especially with Prithvi failing to make any big runs in the two practice games in Australia. His high score was a 29 ball 40 in the first innings. of the second match he however was who india opened with in new zealand when rohit sharma was out injured earlier this year in the two games he scored one half century however it was shubman gill who was thought to be the front runner for the spot with both alan border and sunil gavaskar men who the series is named after saying they were left impressed with him in the practice games so well here's where i bring in ayaz memon senior cricket writer and a regular guest on the queen's sports podcasts ayaz what do you think uh, uh, was went behind india deciding to go with prithvi shaw ahead of maybe even rahul and um, shubman i think it's to do more with not his current form obviously which has been rather shallow but what he's done in the past remember even in new zealand last year where india struggled over the last season Prithvi Shaw did have a couple of impressive knocks, including a half century, and uh, you know. So, I, you know, one can say that they've kept the faith in the young man. Now it's time for the young man to repay the faith of the of the coach and the captain. But uh, certainly, this is going to be a very. He won't get a long rope now. He'll, he's going to get a very short rope to prove himself. Uh, and you know, uh, because there are there is. Shubman Gill snapping at his heels. Shubman was in very good form, or at least looked in very good form. And then there's Kale Rahul lurking in the background, uh, a white ball specialist, but also somebody who's part of the Test squad because he's a, he's a very good option. Okay, now also just a quick plug here. Ayaz and I will be bringing you the Aussie Challenge podcast every day throughout the Test series, where we analyze each day's play. So do tune in at the end of well. Uh, <laughs> each day okay now moving on another big choice india had to make was that of the wicketkeeper they go with in the series opener ridhiman saha or rishabh pant now just a year back virat had called saha the world's best keeper as india chose him over pant in the south africa tests but earlier this year pant was picked for the new zealand tests in the two practice matches in australia saha played both and made a 50 while pant played just one and made a century but could one century be counted as enough to trump saha's experience especially with some key senior players missing from the indian lineup now ayaz are not surprised with the call india made here 
you know, you know, let's justify that. I mean, Rishabh Pant couldn't find a place as a batsman alone. Saha is by far the far superior wicketkeeper. And in a test match scenario where you're playing for five days, the concentration level is required and the skills required are far greater. I think Saha is a, is a, is a choice because you look at it this way. If you drop an important catch, theoretically, if you drop a Steve Smith, uh, that could seal the fate of the match. So you want your best man in that position rather than somebody who may... Be a better batsman, but not the best specialist for the job. Now, another big, almost uncertainty India faces are the conditions. First time, India is playing a pink ball day-night test overseas. And things could be much more different than when they played under lights at Kolkata against Bangladesh about a year back. Also, need to mention here that Australia are unbeaten in the seven day-night pink ball matches they've played. Although, India have a little bit of an edge at the venue, having won the series opener in Adelaide by 31 runs during the last Border Gavaskar series two years back. But I ask again now, is that enough? Yes, so, I mean, India's record at Adelaide isn't bad. Uh, and the last series, last series, we won the match there. But Australia's record in pink ball, day-night cricket, test cricket is fantastic. Uh, you know, they won everything at this venue. Uh, as you mentioned, 7 out of 7 is something, is, is a fabulous record. So, it's going to be tough, especially with when you look at what Mitchell Stark has done. He's got 42 wickets uh, in, in pink ball cricket. So, he's a devastating bowler. Then there's Hazelwood and Cummins. And let's not forget that in the two warm-up matches, we saw none of these three bowlers, nor also, uh, you know, James Pattinson, in case if Australia go with fast four, four fast bowlers. Uh, may not be possible, but if they decide to go with four fast bowlers, it could be even more troublesome for the Indian batting. So, I think it, just having played Bangladesh and the Eden Gardens, won that match quite easily, is not enough experience, or not rich enough experience uh, under night, uh, you know, in day-night cricket with a pink ball. So, that is something which is going to really challenge the Indian batting. And I, I must emphasize here that however well the Indian bowlers have been performing and they've been performing extremely well, they still need enough runs on the board to defend. You know, you can't give them 225, 240 runs and say, no, defend this. It's not going to be possible on Australian pitches for Australian batsmen, informed batsmen to, you know, kind of crumble uh, for less than that. So I think India need to, you know, the, the onus is on the batting to provide... 375 at least, if not 400, 425 runs when they go out to bat. Okay, now more on the 22 players who will be playing the match that hopefully will last all five days. There's some big names missing from the series opener. In fact, India won't have Rohit Sharma. Australia won't have David Warner. I will get to Warner in a bit, but Australia's opener's problems may just be bigger than India's. Will Pukowski was expected to be Warner's replacement, but he's also out injured. And Joe Burns, another option, is quite <laughs> out of form. So a few concerns there, I ask. Or will we see an inspired selection and someone completely unexpected walking out to bat at the top? They've been talking of opening with uh, Matthew Wade or Manus Labouchain, which is actually a makeshift arrangement because uh, Warner really is their, you know, is their best opener by far. And also, you know, as we speak, there's there's, there's some talk of Steve Smith. He's got a sore back, uh, though they've said that he won't miss the match, but. If he's got a sore back, it could be a bit of a handicap. So, Australia have their own worries in the batting, of course. But, you know, they're playing at home. So, in that sense, you know, it still gives them that advantage. I think India will have to really perform maybe 20-25% better uh, than they have in the longest format uh, to, to put it across Australia in the first match of the series. And the first match of the series is very, very important because it sets the 
tempo and the tenor for the rest of the series. Now David Warner that Australia is missing a big player in the opener we know his injury is expected to allow him to play second test onwards but Adelaide and Warner well that's a narrow escape for India some numbers actually to back my statement there Warner is the highest ranked opening batter in the ICC test rankings at number 6 he scored 786 runs in 5 tests in their last home season in the last day night match at Adelaide he scored a record 335 runs against Pakistan he averages 8 20.38 at the venue of the first test with four centuries and a half century he scored hundreds in both innings the last time he played against india at adelaide so you sort of get the idea right kl rahul didn't say he sort of hoped warner would be out with his injury for long without good reason there okay now moving to indian players to lift the mood of this podcast a little bit and that's chiteshwar pujara by far india's highest scorer in the last border gavaskar trophy with 521 runs in 7 innings but i have just had one concern however the form pujara was in during the last border gavaskar trophy he sort of hasn't hit that high since has he is it fair to expect an on call from him this time round as well also just want to quickly mention here that he played just the first practice game and scored a half century well the onus is again the challenge this is the challenge that pujara has i mean he should be right now at the peak of his prowess So two years back, he had a fantastic series, 500 plus runs in Australia is terrific, and not just that, he just ground out the Aussie attacks, you know, the bowlers, and uh, gave India the winning opportunity or laid the laid the foundation for that. Uh, so I think the Aussie bowlers will be looking at getting Pujara cheaply because he can just bat on and on and on, and of course the other batsmen. They'll be they'll they'll want to see the back off is Virat Kohli because while he didn't make 500 runs or whatever the last series, but before that in 2014-15 he was in you know I mean that's where he forged his reputation as a world-beating batsman. That's when he made made almost what 600 runs and in great style. So Kohli's style is more forthright. He's more attacking. He's the kind of guy who can set up a win for you. Pujara's is more you know watchful. More circumspect, you know, and he'll wear down the bowlers. And both have both kinds, both styles, both approaches have their uses. I think the, the really these two batsmen need to click. And you know, we all know that Kohli is playing only one match, so somebody else will have to step into Kohli's shoes after he comes back and be that attacking batsman uh, once you know the captain is not there. Okay, now one player who sort of goes under the radar, considering the immense pace that Australia's attack boasts of. Nathan Lyon will be a man to watch. He's actually the second most successful spin bowler against India in tests after Murli Dharan. 85 wickets in 18 matches. And a not so fun fact about him: among his Indian wickets are Chiteshwar Pujara and Ajinkya Rahane, who he has got out the most number of times, nine. And next is Virat Kohli, who has fallen to him seven times. So that's one big danger man for India, isn't it, Ayaz? Yes. In fact, you know he's been, as you mentioned rightly, he's been kind of understated below the radar because there's so much. Talk of pink ball and fast bowlers and Stark and Cummins and Hazelwood, but Nathan Lyon is a is a match-winning, outstanding bowler. And whether he, you know, even on Indian pitches we've seen him do that. Even in Australian pitches, certainly, he, without him, the attack is not complete. You know, even if they play four fast bowlers, they still have to include Nathan Lyon. They can't think of dropping him. He's a classical orthodox off spinner. He gets a lot of rip and bounce off the pitch. uh and he's a very clever guy you know he's just just so experienced so i think you know 
he's going to be a handful for the Indian batsmen. It's not just the fast bowlers. Okay, and now before I end this podcast, the two big, big stars, Virat Kohli and Steve Smith. Now, they're expected to play massive roles. I don't need to mention here. But I ask, considering uh, Virat plays just that one test match before returning to India and his immense success at Adelaide, three of his six centuries in Australia have come at this venue we should expect a big parting gift from the Indian captain here. In fact, uh, actually, uh, among the two players, who do you think will play a more influential role uh, for that team? I think it's a very interesting... Uh, is, the question is, you know, uh, obviously will, will come up because these two are the leading batsmen amongst three or four in the world. But who will be more influential in the Adelaide test is something that uh, we all have to wait and find out. I think Virat has a... The gauntlet has thrown at Virat. Because Steve Smith has played far more uh, day-night pink ball cricket and he's playing at home. So, one would imagine that he'll be far more comfortable. But that is where somebody who's, who, you know, who's a champion batsman and rated by so many to be the best in the world, he has to come up with the goods and that onus is on Virat. So, well, I hope we've covered most of the big points around team selection, conditions and injuries ahead of the series opener. It's a four-match test series and with this one being a day-night game, days will start at 9.30am. Toss is at 9am on Thursday morning of only the biggest match for India in this calendar year. So, good luck to both teams. You know, I mean India. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 